This is the Dylan Piper Podcast. Cause we're gonna be <laughs> well, I think it went straight in. I think it's straight in there. That, that beat straight away. Talk, talk to me, boy. Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, I can hear you through that. Nothing, not through your earphones. <laughs> it's not going through here. Right, come here. I know what to do. I know what to do now. Do you know what to do, I yeah? Do this. Okay. Right. Go to my settings and I go on my Bluetooth. Oh, it's come now. Ah, there we go. Can you hear me, yeah? Hello, testing. One, well, two. Well, it came through for a second, then it's gone again. What's that all about, right? They're dead. <laughs> right, here we go this time, right. Come on. I have to press that button. Yes. Yes, got you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Brilliant. Yes. I can't see you now. Brilliant. Oh, there we go. I can see you now. Right. Um. Oh, I'm already recording. <laughs> One sec. So... So, let me, my mic's, there you go. You ready, yeah? Yeah, I'm ready when you are, Dylan. I'm all ready. Hello, Steve. Thank you so much for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. I've come into the homely corner of my house. This is my homely <laughs> bit. But I see you've gone very, you've gone for very bland, Dylan. You've gone really for plain. a plain wall. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do, Dylan. Just for you. I'll do it. <laughs> If I if I get this this nice throw that old people have, and if I if I just do the whole, <laughs> perfect. Okay, that that works. That that works. Now, doesn't it? That. Yeah. How long has this interview got? Because I my arms are aching already, Dylan. You better ask the questions really quick. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Actually. <laughs> It's quite right. good. I'm, I'm going to do this in future. <laughs> if I have to do any self-tapes for any kind of acting job, I'm going to do this. I think it works. <laughs> you can even make it a little bit eerie. I can make it a bit scarier. See, that suddenly... Now, me and you now, Dylan, we're now in a little tent. Remember when you were a little boy and you used to make tents with your dad and it was like this, wasn't it? And now I'm just going into the back of the tent... And after a few days, the tent used to collapse, didn't it, Dylan? The, te- the tent had collapsed, and it'd go more and more like that. And you go, Dad, can someone adjust the tent? Can you pull it? And your dad would come in and go, Yeah, I'll do it for you, Dylan. I'll pull in it now. Is that better? He go, Yeah, Dad, that's better now. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Let's get. <laughs> so, um, why don't you just? <laughs> well, forty-eight hours on that boat, Dylan. Forty-eight hours. I'm sure there must be roads into Wales. Why did you make me swim and <laughs> row in? I don't have to row to Wales. I think you proper had me on with that. You don't have to row to Wales. Crazy now. Oh, my God. Oh, no. My head is, my head is just floating. <laughs> Can I make my face do? You look like E.T. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, look, I look like... Do I not look a little bit like a Star Wars character or something? No, you are wise. Be wise, be wise, boy. You are wise, Dylan. You are wise in the ways of magic, Dylan. You are wise, very wise in the ways of magic. I've lost, I've lost my ear now. I've lost one of my ears. Right, carry on. 
right, I've um, asked a question yet. I can't remember whether you've asked a question or not. No, no. Right. Um, so right. why don't you start off just by telling everyone a bit about yourself? <laughs> I'm daft, me. Do you want a bit more? A bit more. A bit more. I'm Steve Royal, and I am currently Britain's third most talented person. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Behind a singer and a choir. So there you go. <laughs> uh, that's me. And um, no, I've uh, I've been a, I've been a, I'm a bit of everything, me, Dylan, as you know. I, I and them who saw the Britain's Got Talent uh, and saw Britain's Got Talent know that I'm. I'm a bit of everything. I'm a proper old school variety actor, I suppose, in that respect. Because I grew up, I mean, you won't remember these kind of programs, but your dad will. Things like Generation Game and there was, a, they used to have Seaside Special, which was basically every week on a Sunday night or a Saturday night, I can't remember what night it was on, on telly, they'd have proper old variety shows from some seaside world around the country. And it'd be play, you know, a bit one week it'd be in like Weymouth or somewhere like that, or Great Yarmouth, and then it could be in Blackpool one week and it'd be in Southport another week. And they used to do these little shows, and they had everyone on that sometimes they're really famous singers, you know, like Shirley Bassey or someone like that might have pop mm. up, and and other times they'd have you know, just old clown acts from local circus would appear, but it was proper variety, and really, I suppose Britain's Got Talent is the only outlet for that kind of act at the moment, so. Yeah, so that's why I did it. So how did you get into performing? I I don't, I mean, how old are you now? Are you 14? 14, yeah. Yeah, when I was about your age, I joined a group in my hometown of Oldham. Or, well, I grew up in a, in a village called Milnrow, which is near Rochdale, between Rochdale and Oldham. And I went to the Oldham Theatre Workshop. And Oldham Theatre Workshop at the time was was most famous for providing kids for Coronation Street. So people like Michael Lavelle, who went on to do that, being in Coronation Street, Kevin Webster, and then there was uh, I know Sally Ann Matthews, and there was Sue Devaney, and there were a lot of names from there were going on to Corrie. And I I went there, and I just I, I learned to yeah, I just learned to love theatre. And I never thought I'd be a comedian. I never dreamt to be a comedian. I just wanted to be an actor. And they used to, the first school production. Have you done school productions, Dylan? Um, we did a few, but not really, no. What what would what would be what's your best part in a school production? Um probably the donkey and the nativity. <laughs> <laughs> Front or back end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, back end of a donkey. Oh, Dylan. <laughs> Well, incredible. I, I, I feel sorry for you now. I, I was I was Rumpelstiltskin in my school play. That was going back a few years before as an old theatre workshop. And then then I was in Bugsy Malone. I don't know if you've ever seen Bugsy Malone, but I played Bugsy Malone in, the, in a local production of that. And I've heard yeah, of it. I don't I, know what it is, though. Oh, it's great. It's like gangster film, but it was it's all, um, all kids play the parts. And instead of having machine guns... They fire, they throw custard pies and have custard splurge guns. So people, it's the messiest film. If you've never seen it, and any of your friends have never seen Bugsy Malone, I urge you to watch it because you will absolutely love it. You'll never see a messier film set. Custard pies everywhere. That sounds really cool. And um, aside from BGT, what's your favourite place that you've performed? Oh, that's, that's an easy one to answer because a couple of years ago, five years ago now, I... Um, I'll go and get you. I'll go and get you something in a minute, and I'll show you. In fact, just wait right there. I'm just going to get you this thing. You ready? This is on yeah. my wall. I don't have much memorabilia on my walls, but I do have this, and it'll answer your question. You ready? I'm just going to get. <laughs> See this? 
this here, let me get it for you. All right, here we go. And then I can show you exactly what it is. Look at this now, right? Now, can you see that? Yeah, I don't even know what it is, but it looks like really ping pong right, well, balls. Yeah, those are my ping pong balls right. that I, I, I juggle with my mouth with. Yeah, and um, this was the show I did at the Manchester Evening News Arena. And there's the plaque, I'll put a little plaque on it. It says it was from the 31st of January to the 16th of February in 2015. And it was for Comet Relief. And it was with Peter Kay and all the cast of Phoenix Knights. And I was included in that. And luckily, I got to perform my act in front of 15,000 people a night. Well, that's and, amazing. And I thought we did, we did, actually, we did 16 shows and we performed to 196,000 people and raised £5,031,146.47. And that's I didn't amazing. even get the 47p. Well, that's amazing, it? raising £5 million. That so is that, so that's, cool. I mean, I'll, I'll show you to the camera there. That's that's me just on the far side over there. Can you just see? Next yeah, to Clinton Baptiste, so cool. he's one of the characters. And there's, but the, this picture is great because Peter's on it twice. It's amazing. You'd never be able to tell, but there's Peter K there as Harry, as, uh, Harry Potter, <laughs> Brian <laughs> Potter. And then he's over there as well, just as Max, the, the bouncer as well. And there's Paddy McGuinness at the back as well. That is so cool. That's amazing. Yeah, so that, so in terms of the most memorable and most incredible show, I mean, uh, performing, have you ever performed in an arena, Dylan? Um, no. Oh, mate, like, uh, if, no. if you ever do, do you know what What was weird? Because you, the, I, as a comic as well, you always, you like to have the audience quite close to you and quite intimate. And that's why comedy clubs often have low ceilings and are quite intimate venues. But that in an arena, and I was worried that, it, you know, it wouldn't be a, the, the comedy wouldn't come across. And in actual fact, because they have a big, they have these massive screens behind you, you know, like they did in, in BGT, yeah. the ones where we came on and had the big pictures of us on the back there, and the ones that you utilise so well. Well, when those are on in a big, you know, in a big arena, in actual fact, you can do little movements like just a raise of an eyebrow. Or a, any funny face and the whole yeah. of the arena sees it. So in actual fact, it was really, yeah, really good fun. Fabulous time, yeah. That's really cool. And um, obviously you do all sorts of different things. Have you ever had an accident with something you're doing, like an injury? I can show you one right now. I don't, does it show up on there? Can you see my middle? I don't want to put my, just my middle finger up. <laughs> oh yeah, you were telling <laughs> well, us this in see? the um, final. Yeah, well, when I did the final of Britain's Got Talent and we did the diving bit where we dive to one side, I did it in rehearsal, and then I did it again on the live show. I, I, I hit the floor with my hand, and it like bent my fingers back, and it's still very sore, is that finger. But I've had some amazing... I mean, the mo just before that, I, I had a bad month, really, that month, because I also, um, doing the bowling ball trick that I did in the semi-final, I actually I, um, trapped it between two of the bowling balls, not in the semi-final, but another show, where I banged the bowling balls together and squashed the end of my finger and burst it all open. Oh. And then in the past, just, the, I'll tell you what I've hurt myself most with, not with the big guitars, but the little guitars. The little guitars, see, on the, on the big guitars that I juggle, I've put padding on the handles so they don't hurt my hands as much. But the little guitars, there's no padding, and sometimes they just catch on just, just a little bit of, bone there you know a little bit of the, the yeah. less padded part of your hands and stuff like that 
So, yeah, I've had lots of injuries involving my finger. But luckily, because I do the ping pong ball juggling with my mouth, I always think, well, I'm all right. I could I could lose my fingers for a few weeks. I'll just manage with my mouth for a while. <laughs> Have you ever choked on a ping pong ball? That's a good question. That is a good question. And the answer is yes, I did once. But it, it, and it was many, when I first learned to do it, um, I did a show, seems daft now, because it was just like... Um, it was a corporate event, you know, like just for a few business people. And But I was very nervous for this show. And one thing about being nervous is your mouth dries up. I don't know how you were in Britain's Got Talent, whether you got nervous at all, but your mouth gets all... And, and the secret to the ping pong balls is making sure your mouth doesn't dry up because you can't spit the balls out because there's just right. no saliva in your mouth. And so for this particular gig, I put the ping pong balls in some water at the side of the stage. And when I grabbed the ping pong ball, put it in my mouth, so there's so much water with it, it just went straight down my throat. Oh, and it was like swallowing, it was like swallowing a boiled sweet. It was horrible. So I just had this boiled sweet stuck in my throat, and I just went, <laughs> coughed it back up and just carried on with the It was horrible. I don't oh. really describe how it was, but it was minging this horrible ping pong ball that comes from inside <laughs> my throat, and I just went, wiped up my trousers like and quickly carried on. <laughs> and um oh, have you seen this guy? He was on BGT like years ago. And he regurgitates things, like swallows them, brings them back oh, up. Oh, yeah. And he's oh. like big pool balls. Oh, I couldn't do that. No, that, that, that's <laughs> not the act for me. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not into, I'm not into being sick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what made you want to, what, what made you decide to audition for Britain's Got Talent? Do you know, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, I've had family for years, I mean, family and friends have said, you should go on Britain's Got Talent. You should go on Britain's Got Talent. You do, you do really well, Steve. You do really well. And I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to prove you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but in actual fact, it, I proved they were right and it went really well. <laughs> but particularly this year, I, I do pantomime every year. It, oh, yes, I do. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> yes, Dylan! You passed the panto test. Well done. <laughs> I do panto at the Blackpool Grand Theatre and I've done that for 18 years. Really? And this year, for the first time, the other theatre, which is a big theatre, it's like a 3,000-seater theatre, the Opera House in Blackpool, decided to put their own pantomime on against my little, and I say my little, but the theatre I do pantomime, the Grand Theatre, which is only a small theatre. And it was the first time I've ever had competition, and I thought it would give my panto a bit more of a boost against, they had Shirley Ballas, who was billed to be in it, uh, and... Uh, so it was going to be a really big thing for the town. And I thought we need to be up against this. So I thought if I give myself a little bit more profile, it might help the ticket sales of my panto. So that was the, that was the other reason. And also, to be honest, I genuinely, because it was 2020, I thought, oh, that's got a nice ring to it. I bet it's going to be a real special year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. It's been a pretty special year, to be fair. And as well, with our experience on BGT, I was saying this with Jasper the other day, We've had the longest experience ever anyone's ever had, haven't we? Because it was well back in January, and now it's only now finishing in like October, November. Yeah, I know. I suppose it's the same as anything, isn't it? There's there's pros and cons to those situations. It seemed like it just went on forever and ever, and and what a lot of people, people I've met who've done it in the past, said, "Oh, that was have been good because you had all that time to prepare." But as well as you know, you you know as well as I do that we were so, we didn't really know what situation we'd be performing in. And there was a lot of my tricks involved getting David Walliams up. I had one bit where I was going to get Amanda up on stage. 
and all these things we, we just getting crossed off a list of things we could do and couldn't do and then yeah. you can do it no you can't do it you can do it and so we really didn't have much time at all to prepare as as, as some people think but and the other thing i think we'd probably missed out on I've, I've seen in the past you know people who go on britain's got talent and then well, they get to the final and that week of the final, they're turning up at film premieres and yeah. other social events. And I think we missed out on all that kind of thing. Yeah. Even the television clips we did were, were um, you know, when I did Lorraine and uh, on the, the morning, Good Morning Britain, things like that, they were, they were, um, they were Zoom calls just like yeah. this. No different, you know. Normally you different, in the studio. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's so strange to be talking to someone like Lorraine, and you you still got your pajama bottoms on. <laughs> I got my pajama bottoms <laughs> on, and, a, and a hoodie on now. <laughs> and um, what was it like meeting the judges and Anton Deck? I mean, Anton Deck were brilliant. They're just so professional, aren't they? They yeah. They had to do. I I got them involved in all my not in the not in the audition, sorry, but I got them involved in the semi final and in the final. And I was really worried. They, they do make you a little bit nervous because they do so little rehearsing. They go, yeah, I'll do it. So I went through it a couple yeah. of times. But to be, in fact, if you watch very carefully, my semi-final, I'd said to, I'd said to Ant, I said, when you throw me the first football, I said, I, sorry, I said about the big beanbags. And when you throw the big beanbags, really throw them hard and try and knock me over because we'll have some fun with that. But none of the other stuff. And he forgot. And when it came to the first football, he threw it so much, so hard. If I hadn't, luckily, I just went boom, and just instinct caught it. Yeah. And it looks fine. You'd never know. But if you watch it back and you see how fast he throws it, if I'd not caught it, there's no way I, I would have recovered. It would have gone to the other end of the studio and I lost it completely. He threw it <laughs> that hard at me. Afterwards, I'm going, yeah, not that hard. But it doesn't matter. It's done now. It's filmed now. It's filmed. <laughs> and um, I, was saying, I was thinking this. Like saying this the other day, Ant and Deck are just probably the most talented people I've seen because they're just on stage and talking about golf or just talking about random things with someone, and then yeah. they're just straight into it. And then it's just like they are off and on, on and off telly. Yeah, it's it's what they do, isn't it? It's clearly what they do, and they must. I mean, so many years of experience, and they must just know they can just. What's what's incredible about them really is the chemistry between them because. Like I said, they don't really rehearse. They're not practicing that little banter between them. It's no. just so natural that they just know when to, when the other one's going to finish and when the other one's going to start. They very rarely hear them talk over each other. They don't both go for the same gag. They almost they can set each up each other up with a gag, and the other one knows exactly when to come with a punchline. It's 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 amazing to watch. And when you see it live, I think you appreciate it more. Yeah, definitely. And um, was you nervous before your audition? Yeah, I think I was more nervous for the audition than I was for any of the other bits. I wasn't nervous in the semi-final. I wasn't nervous in the final. And the, mainly because I was just I was just determined in my own head. When you get to my age, it's different for you, Dylan, because you're, so, you're, you're such a young lad. You'll get loads of opportunities to, to do amazing things in your career. But I'm 52 now. And really? I was 51 when I did the audition. Yeah, I know. Surprising, yeah. isn't it? No. Yeah. That was the right answer, that, Dylan. That was the right reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so when I... When I um, yeah, when I when I was backstage for the semi-final and final, I really had it in my head going, look, Steve, don't let nerves get the better of you. You're never going to get this opportunity again. Never, ever. So just go out and enjoy it. And that's genuinely what I did. The audition was a little bit different. The audition, because there was an audience there, we had an audition, didn't we? Our auditions, it was yeah. amazing. 
And and so I just, I kind of tried to treat that just as a gig. And I thought, I'll ignore the judges, entertain the crowd in front of me. But do you know what? Within 30 seconds of walking on stage, I got support from the audience. I did some quick gag, I can't remember what it was, with the judges and some quick fight. Oh, it was about, the, 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 I said about my wife, they said, have you got, Simon Cowell said, have you got family? I said, yeah, yeah I got a wife and three oh, daughters. Yeah. I said, that's why I'm here. It's the only chance I get to speak. And yeah. that just came out. I, I, I don't normally say things like that. And the laugh it got, and I went, right, I'm settled in now. And it was fine from, from then on. Where did you do your, I can't remember where your, was your um, audition? London, the, yeah, the, the, sec- the second audition. Yeah, was, yeah. That's, that's just, a, what a joy for you. I mean, were you nervous? Were you nervous? Because you had such an incredible impact. To, uh, but at the same time, watching your dad doing the opening bit, and then you standing up and having to do that. You must have been so nervous because you, you more chance for it to build as well. And and um because normally like I just be with my dad the whole time, walk out and it'd be right right next to him. But about half hour before, so everything was set, one of the producers took me around the back of the theatre, asked some girl to move up to a seat so I could sit there, and I'm just there watching some other acts, getting nervous. But then the second my dad walked out, I'm just boosh in the zone like. Did you? Could you? Could you do that quite easily? You just went right. Focus. Yeah, and like you said, it's one life an opportunity. You can't let your nerves get you, can you? You know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, it was incredible when you stood up and did that. It's <laughs> it, uh, it takes some because I've been in situations where I've been a stooge in the audience and then got up and stuff. But just the fact that people around you are so shocked. I mean, did you see, did you clock anyone's reaction around the, the people around you when you were doing I it? I remember the woman in front of me jumped like f- far. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's uh, fantastic. And um, the main difference between the audition and the semis and the final was no audience. So how did you how did you feel? Like, what was the main difference for you between a Zoom audience and a real audience? I think the big difference was. Uh, obviously, it was in a mental a mental state, really. I, as I said to you before, the audition. I went out there to entertain the and there was there wasn't an option this time. So this time, I went out just to entertain the four people at that table and just the the human beings as as big as celebrities yeah. as they are. The human beings they got there's a similar things that will make them laugh as anyone will laugh. And so I went out and thought, Do you know. Years ago, I, I worked for a long time at a theme park called Camelot Theme Park. And in the I used to perform in the jousting tournament there and do like a warm-up for the joust. And then in the evening, we used to do medieval shows. And a lot of that consisted of me going around tables and entertaining people at the individual tables. So sometimes you'd only have a couple or four people at a table. And that experience really helped me with that semi with that semi-final routine because I went out there and I thought, right, I'm just going to try and put some smiles on the faces. I didn't ignore the Zoom. I had that, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd written the line about picking on my dad trying to get onto the Zoom camera and things and like the, that. the Alexa that thing thought, was good as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, the final. I'll tell you yeah. what people don't realise is what people don't realise um, is my dad, bless him. He's, he's in his 80s now, but he, he was, he, he actually acted like, no one has ever seen this, but he, because he was on the Zoom wall, he genuinely was. I couldn't find him. I was just pointing to any random number. Dad, click on the three dots. You need to mute yourself and turn your microphone off. Mute yourself, turn your camera on. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and do you know what? He, he, he had a magnifying... Apparently, I've still not seen it myself, but he had a magnifying glass and he was really acting up to the camera as if he was going to get on the telly with it. He's like that going, what? What are you That's saying? Brilliant. What? what? 
So I, I'd love to find out if that's been recorded anyway, because yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my, dad, my dad doing a bit of acting. And um, what was it like? Because you obviously said like with your family and everything. What was it like having your family in the final with you? Oh, well, yeah, me and you, you know, you, we had a lot of connection with that in that sense. It was, it's just nice, isn't it? I think particularly, I don't think I would have done it if it hadn't been the COVID situation that we were in. In other words, if, you know, the family could have watched and been in the audience and soaked up some of the atmosphere, but I kept my audition secret from my kids and the really? wife. They didn't even know I'd done it. So I went that day to Manchester to do that audition and the first thing they knew was when I phoned them up and I just phoned up, they were, they were all in dance classes, actually. I said, I had to phone them all individually for phone calls. Your dad wants to tell you something. And each one was, I got four yeses. And they go, what do you mean? I got four yeses. You haven't? You, you, you did Britain's Got Talent? Oh, no. So they were dead excited. I said, I didn't tell you. I said, because I thought, well, if they get to the semis, you're going to meet Anton Deck anyway. And unfortunately, because of the situation, they never got to meet Anthony Deck. So when it came to the final, I wrote the final idea. I came up with the swimming, the swimming idea. And I sent a little video of me doing this thing in a dance studio, doing the, doing the swimming. And one of the, the feedback came back saying, um, can we have more of the swimming? We really like the swimming. Because I actually had this bottle juggling, uh, bottle drinking routine where there was burps in it and stuff. Right. And they, but they preferred the swimming. And so I said, well, let's do it. I said, but, and they said, I said, can I have dancers? And they said, yeah, you can have dancers. And then I had a little think. I thought, actually, better than dancers. Wouldn't it be funny if when I dive away, it's my wife and my kids who are the, uh, the next ones who, who pop along. So, yeah. yeah, they liked the idea. And it was um, it was lovely, like you say, like you, but as well, you know, your mum and your brother being there at the same time yeah. as well. It's just lovely because it is such a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And you don't want people who are close to you to miss out on that, do you? Well, that, that's the main reason that we included them. So, because otherwise we'd have to spend a week in London on our own, maybe call them every, like every night. But because yeah. they were in the act, yeah. they could come up, they could be part of everything, experience it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it was, it was lovely. It was brilliant to do. Yeah. I'm sorry, was there. my thing's glitching. I'll cut this part out. Um, I, um, and um, out of your three performances, which performance did you, did you enjoy the most? Have your audition semi-final? That's good. I think I think I have to be honest and say my semi-final. I think the semi-final was um, the more the biggest memories that come back to me. And the, the, you probably have the same with little tiny little pieces of your act that you remember a judge's reaction or something that went on between you and your dad, whatever. But for me personally, when I fell off the stage and did the stage fall. And I just looked up and I saw Ashley Banjo just beating the table, laughing. And Alicia had already burst out crying. When Alicia said that as well, that was a gift that I could never anticipate. When I, I had the gag that, you know, I haven't left house, you know, since I was on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, really? Yeah, come up. And she just went, really? Yeah, really? <laughs> and when she said that, you can see in my head going, I can't believe you just said that. That's amazing <laughs> that you But the reaction from the other judges to that, and it, it, it really relaxed me and... And I remember doing the jabberama as well at the same time. I did the jabber thing with the jab. And at the end of that, Alicia and Amanda, I think it was, they both stood up and gave me a round of applause. I thought, I'm not finished yet. I've got the big <laughs> finale, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think the semi-final. Well, you were there. You were there, the semi-final. Thing. And, and do you know what? Another, uh, another thing about that semi-final was I, was I started to watch some of the other acts and I couldn't bear it. 
I don't even remember. I just I I, I kept kept going back into my dressing room because we had the we could watch our monitors, couldn't we, at the end of the yeah. cor- corridor upstairs. And I remember seeing the favourable comments that people would, and I think it might well have been you and your dad. I saw how well you did, and how brilliant it was, and it brought so much nerves into me. I went, I can't watch anymore because if I go on and not think that I'm going to be the best, I won't be the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't sound arrogant with that, but you've got to have self confidence. And seeing how well little Jacob and, and then Faith, I, I saw Faith doing a thing, but I tried to shut out to the comments because I was backstage at that point. But when yourself and your dad and they're in the favorable comments and stuff. And I thought, I'm, I'm out of my league here. I can't compete with these. And, and so to stop my own nerves, I stopped listening to the judges' comments particularly. I saw more of the, I saw little bits of the act, but it's more the judges' comments. I didn't want to be thrown by that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't until it wasn't until um, until I watched it back, really, until I, until it went on telly and I watched it that I, I realised, you know, how how favourable the judges had been to, to compared to the, you know, to, I, I basically said, you know, you should be in the final, you should be in the final. It was, it was amazing comments, but I, I, yeah. I kind of it's it's all a blur, isn't it? When you get the nice comments, it does go a bit of a blur. Yeah, it is amazing as well. And um, when they put Ashley Van in as well. We had like mm. ten days to change our act. Of course, because yeah. our act was going to be all for Simon, and there were ten days before yeah. they bring us up saying we need you to change the act and do a flashy banjo. But um, then we done it. But then, like, all, another good thing is then you get more quotes off people as well, don't you? So we have. Well, yeah. So then yeah. we all have quotes oh, then off Simon I'm not, I'm not and look- Ashley as well as the other judges. I've not even thought of it like that. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought he was very. He was. Um, I, I noticed that because we were the first episode, weren't we? And yeah. the turtles, the turtles were the first act on that night with us. And hearing, I did. That's what again, what put me off a little bit. Watching how strict Ashley Banjo was with them guys, and He's saying, honest, "Oh, it's not really." It? Yeah. yeah, and I, and I, yeah, and I just went, "Oh my word! Oh God! He's not going to be." I thought he was going to be a smiley face, just plodding along with my act. Yeah. I thought he's going to be. T- he's going to be tougher than I thought this. I think he. I think he was absolutely brilliant, and everything. I don't think I saw one episode where I thought where I disagreed with him, or I thought he was off point or anything like that, or being false in any way. I thought he was just. He seemed really proper, critical judge. He's, he's he's perfect for it. Perfect for the show. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, and um, is there anything else you want to add about BGT? Oh no! Apart from, of course, that what the, the friendships we've made. And especially, I've told everyone this, you and your dad. Do you know what one of the overriding memories will be for me for the rest of my life? And will be me, you and your dad walking back after the rehearsals that day. On the day before, we did the rehearsals, I think yeah. on the Thursday. We both finished about the same time. And we said, it's a nice day. Let's, should we just walk back, get some fresh air? So me, you and your dad, and we were giggling. I don't remember, we were walking along that main road, really busy road in London. And we said, imagine if people just... Because we're kind of little celebrities now. Imagine yeah. people driving past going, I'm sure I've just seen two of the people from, <laughs> you know, or three of the people, three yeah. of the people from Britain's Got a Talent there. And, and, but you and your dad, honestly, just such a lovely, lovely couple. I'll be honest, <laughs> you watch your act, you watch your act, and you can easily be cynical thinking, oh, come on, no one can be that nice. <laughs> no one can be as nice as the Pipers. You come across so well. I'm going, oh, 
In fact, I, 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 I was joking with some of my friends said, I said, oh, I tell you what, I'd love the Pipers to in their final. I'd love them to come on and your dad do his opening line, say the bond between a father and his son is truly magical. And you just go, I don't want to do magic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to play football with my friends and then run to the back of the studio and kick a football against a wall really aggressively and watch your dad just do a couple of card tricks. <laughs> Let me show you, Dylan, come on. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, you've let the whole family down. <laughs> but, uh, but the point of this is, is just saying the friendship we've made, the, the banter backstage, it's, Every single one of us, we just had a really well of a time. And we're all, I mean, maybe it's because it's gone on so long because of the situation we're all in. But I think we're, we're already talking about, aren't we, between us about doing a little get-together show next year, probably yeah. raise money for sign-along because, because we're a charity and it would be, it'd be good to do that. But uh, yeah, all of us, we got on so well together. Everyone was such a good laugh and... And thanks to the likes of yourself and Damien as well, who's got his little Instagram posts and things, it's he, still going on. I don't feel it yeah. doesn't feel to me as though it doesn't feel like it's ended yet. It really doesn't. And with our group chat as well, we all of us talk on that, don't we? So yeah, still got I mean last, I mean last night with the uh, the remembrance uh, remembrance day program on telly, and Aaron and Jasmine, the dancers, were, were on it. Yeah. And so we're all messaging about that and how brilliant uh, about how brilliant that was. And it'll go on to next year. I know with me, myself, Damien, John, Nabil, I think we're all on tour next year. I'm going to have my tour dates released on the 25th of November, I think I released the tour dates. We're going to do a nationwide tour. And you just know that you guys will turn up one night. And I'm doing Swansea Theatre, whatever. You'll be, you guys will be yeah. wherever. And it, the, the, we're so spread out over the country. You kind of go, Oh yeah, we've got some great nights. We're going to, and hopefully by then we'll actually be able to properly have a drink after we're actually proper done. Yeah. Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, and um, there's been that from like, except for Scotland, all around the UK. There's been Wales, Ireland, Leiden, England. Yeah. We've seen Scotland, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, when well, you think about the final, yeah, absolutely as well. Yeah, it's amazing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's and, amazing um, how diverse that final was. Yeah. And then what advice would you give to someone who's thinking of auditioning for Britain's Got Talent? Oh, I don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, 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 can't, I cannot stress it enough. It's, as I said at the beginning of this, it, it's an amazing opportunity for someone with a variety act to get yourself on telly. I, I know it's particularly what I do. I, in stand-up comedy, there's a lot of cynicism about Britain's Got Talent. And perhaps, it's understandable because in the past they may have criticised some comics that didn't deserve to be criticised as much as they were. But all I'll say is just look at the viewing figures. You can go on your live at the Apollos, which probably has more, you know, kudos amongst comedians. But the viewing figures are probably a million for that. But we were yeah. probably to seven, eight, nine, ten million people in our in our heats and semi-finals and final. Exactly. And it, it, that kind of exposure. Look at me. I, I, there's no way I'd be going on tour next year on my under my own name, right? If I yeah. haven't got talent. So the re, one of the other reasons, and I mentioned this when you asked me the question earlier, I spoke to a few of my friends, Janice Connolly, who played Barbara Nice. She was on a couple of years ago on, on Britain's Got Talent and asked their advice. And her words to me were, it's good to do things outside your comfort zone sometimes. And so however daunting it may seem, just have a go. And honestly, it... 
once you're once you're in the family, as it, we we know what it's like now. Everyone from the from the researchers right up to the producers, yeah, it's a real family. And I never knew, I didn't see anyone and or hear anyone dissing the program in any way throughout the whole process. Even this year, when there's so many complications thrown at it, it's it's a brilliant thing to be part of, and and you then become just part of that the Britain's Got Talent family. And I'm so so glad that I did it. Yeah, and um, and as well now you can use that for anything like on your website, BGT finalists, yeah. and that's going to sell you yeah. loads of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that was a massive bonus. I never dreamt. I I hoped. I always hoped to get to the semis. Never dreamt I'd get to the final, and then to get in that top three as well at the end was like it was ridiculous. ridiculous. I bet that's crazy oh, because great. you're in. You're thinking I could win this. It's... Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, they were quite quick to tell me I hadn't. I thought I have a little bit of nerves along, but I was the first one off with that. So, <laughs> Trying um, to build your nerves yeah, up too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they thought, he's 52. So be, be steady, break the news quick. <laughs> don't, don't, put in, don't put his heart under any pressure. <laughs> you can hear your heart on the but, mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear his, but he's, he, he looks, he doesn't look well. Get, tell him quick, get him off the stage. <laughs> Get an ambulance on standby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Steve, how can the people contact you? Do you have like in your, your Instagram or where else? Uh, the best way is on my Instagram, on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Um, Steve, well, Steve Royal on Facebook, and then it's just Steve Royal Comic at so at Steve Royal Comic on Instagram and Twitter, and, and then steveroyal.com. Just go to my website, and that's where all the tour dates and everything will be on. And I'll leave a link to all Steve's contact info in the description below. Just be down there, just a little <laughs> bit below me. That just down there, just down there, just there. Just and there. then move over a bit, and there's a like button. Everyone press that as well. <laughs> oh yeah, press that like button over over there. There, think. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for coming on. What a pleasure! What a pleasure! And uh, love to the whole family. You too. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>